Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the birthday of Ella Sylvia Lea. May Hashem bless her and her family with Nachas, health, and success. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated to the success of the Parsha Perspective and to those who listen, watch, and share it. May Hashem bless each of us with true happiness, health, and meaning. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Sylvia Bas Herschel, Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmil Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery of Haravamita Ben Shoshana and Shu'u Ben Brita. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayechi, Seeking Discomfort, and we end the first book of the Torah, Sefer Bereshis. Our Parsha begins with Yaakov Avinu asking his son Yosef to swear that he would bury him in the land of Israel in the Ma'ara Samachpela. Yaakov then blesses Yosef's two sons, Ephraim and Menashe, and he elevates them to the status of his own sons and as tribes within the Jewish people. Yaakov then blesses each one of his own children and assigns them their role amongst the Jewish nation. At the age of 147 years old, Yaakov Avinu passes away in the land of Egypt. Egyptian ministers accompanied Yaakov to his final resting place along with his children and many grandchildren. He is buried in Hebron in the Ma'aras Machbela next to his parents and grandparents. Yosef HaTzadik also passes away in our Parsha at the age of 110. However, his body was only removed many years later on by Moshe Rabbeinu when the Jewish people left Egypt. However, a question comes to mind. There is a beautiful custom for fathers to bless their children just prior to Yom Kippur as the Chabad custom is or some other customs weekly on Friday night right before Kiddush. And along with their priestly blessing, a father says, May God make you to be like Ephraim and Menashe. But Ephraim and Menashe do not seem to play a significant role in Tilna. We do not know much about them besides their parents, so why do we bless and hope that our children will be like them rather than Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? One of the answers given is that Ephraim and Menashe changed history by not being jealous of each other's success. Until now, family members were envious of the other's achievements and prosperity beginning with kind killing Hevel because God, because Hashem favored and preferred his carbon, his sacrifice. Jumping to the forefathers, to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Yishmael was jealous of Yitzchak, and Esav was jealous of Yaakov. And more recently, the brothers resented Yaakov's favoritism and closeness to Yosef, which ultimately led him to being sold into slavery. But Ephraim and Menashe broke the pattern and took a different approach when the other was successful. Each of them was genuinely joyful for the other's fortune and achievement. And we see this in action when Yaakov Avinu put his right hand on Menashe the younger brother and his left hand on Ephraim when he blessed him. Yet this created no animosity or hatred between them, breaking the vicious cycle of family conflict from the beginning of time. And like Dabar Melech says in Tehillim, How good and pleasant is it for brothers to sit peacefully together. However, the Lubavitch Rebbe gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that we bless our children to be like Ephraim and Menashe because they were righteous despite being born in Mitzrayim in Egypt. All of Yaakov's children were born and brought up in Israel surrounded by immense holiness and spirituality. As a Talmud in Baba Basra explains that just the heir of Israel makes a person wiser. 
But unlike Ephraim and Manasseh, who grew up in the most impure, immoral, and sinful place in the world in Egypt, they remained faithful and devoted to the religion and to the morals that was taught to them by their father. The Lubavitch Rebbe explains that to be great amongst great people is definitely a challenge, but the greater challenge is to maintain a higher level of spirituality and character amongst a society that is empty of morals and values. And this is why Yaakov elevated them to the status of his own sons as tribes amongst the Jewish people, because they had tried in true holiness. In our daily life, whether we are parents just trying to shield and protect our children, or just comfortable in our position in life, it is essential to realize that challenges cause growth and development. As much as we try to protect and insulate our families or just our delicate egos, sadly, there will always be problems that can drive us to the limit. And if we intentionally avoid confronting these challenges, we are likely to break down and fail when strength is most crucially needed. But if we don't purposely prevent difficulties from occurring, no matter how small they may seem, we start to build up an endurance and resilience to use when it matters most, to be calm in the face of even the most difficult of adversities, and most importantly, grow from confronting them. There is a powerful quote, discomfort is the opportunity that brings the choice to either move ahead or turn back. The choice is yours. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.